Welcome to a Better Covenant podcast, an arm of the teaching ministry of Dr. Felix Idolo. We pray that this message will bless you and lift you up as Dr. Felix Idolo brings you deeper insights into God's covenant with us. And now, here is Dr. Felix Idolo. This episode is a continuation from the last podcast. Life as we see today is not what God had in mind for us to live. God had something absolutely different. And that's what he says. I I said before you today, life and death, blessing and cursing. Life and blessing. Death and cursing. Life goes with the blessing. Death goes with the cursing. They are separate. They They don't mix. God says, therefore, you choose life. And what does that mean? It means life by design. The life that God had for us to live from the foundations of the world. God says, choose that life and move out of life by default. Life under the ruin, reign of spiritual death. And let's look at it in John chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus said here, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they, that is the entire human lot, may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That's it. And we have here the Greek word zoe, which is equivalent to this Hebrew word we're talking about here. The the Greeks had the word for life at its fullest, life at its best, uh, life at the level at which God lives it himself. And they called it zoe. That's the best that you can find anywhere. And Jesus, that's the word that is used here, zoe. Jesus said, I came that you might have zoe. Life in all of its fullness. Life at its very best. Life as God himself would live it. And life as God himself has it in himself. And and he says, that is the life that I want you to live. That is the life that God, uh, Jesus Christ, brought to all mankind. And let's look at John chapter 10, verse 10, in uh, the Passion Translation. Let's look at John chapter 10, verse 10, in the Passion Translation. It says, A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. Wow, what a life. What an offer. Jesus said, this is what I come. He says, the thief has only one thing in mind. He says, the thief only comes to steal and to slaughter and to destroy. And if you look at the world today, isn't that what we find? Stealing? slaughtering, killing, destruction. Uh, and, and Jesus said it's the thief that's doing that. That is the devil. Not God. God's not a thief. Jesus is not a thief. Holy Spirit is not a thief. God's not out to steal anything from anybody. Jesus said, I came to give you life, and life that is more than abundant, more than, more than enough. And look at it in the Passion Translation. It says, I have come to give you everything you need. More than you expect. Wow. Wow. More than you expect. More. More than we could ever expect. The life that God is having for us and offers us is more than we can expect. Wow. If it was what we expect, that would be nice. It says more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. When you overflow, then it goes on to other people. It goes on to bless other people. More than enough. Other people can tap into it as it overflows from your life. And that is the life that God says, choose. Choose this life. Now we have a choice. 
God has offered us a way at the cross. And that cross, and, and what Jesus did at that cross, opened the door for us all to have a choice. How we will live in this world. We don't have to live under the dominion of death. We don't have to live under the dominion of Satan. We don't have to be ruled by fear anymore. We don't have to be ruled. We can choose whether to fear or whether to have faith. We can make a choice now. Jesus made it possible for us to have a choice. And now, let us choose life. Let us choose the life that God sent his son to give to us at the cross of Calvary. Now, let's look at Proverbs 4, 20 to 23. Let's look at Proverbs 4, 20 to 23. It gives us very interesting uh, instructions there. Remember, the Bible is the book of God's instruction. I like that. The Bible is about, and I, there's a translation that puts it this way. It refers to the, the Torah as the book of God's instruction. And God is instructing us. And we ought to pay attention when it's God that is speaking. It's the book of God's instruction. Proverbs 4, 20 to 23. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sins. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them health to all their flesh. Wow. This is the life that God is talking about. Life in all of its fullness. Life more than we can expect. Life in abundance. And it says here, how do we get that life? It says, pay attention to my words. Pay attention to his words. Pay attention to the instructions of God. When you wake up in the morning, start with the word of God. Don't just jump into life. Don't just jump out there into the streets and start doing it your way. Pay some attention to what God has to say. He will have some important instructions for you for the day and for how you're going to uh, carry on life, for the challenges you're going to face in that day. Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Now, this scripture says, My son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. That word incline in the Hebrew means to turn your ears away from everything else and focus it on God. Turn your attention away from everything else. Don't let your mind dwell on the problems. Don't let your mind dwell on the circumstances. Don't let your mind dwell your mind dwell on the confusion out there. You're not going to get any answers by having your mind dwell on problems. No. Let your mind focus on God and what he has to say. Turn your ears away from everything else. Not not in the news. Don't listen all the time. Spend all your time listening to to bad news that is coming to you from the news media. No, there is good news coming from heaven. Turn your ears away from everything else and let your ears be directed to what God has to say and listen to him. He says, therefore, they are life. They are life. In other words, they are the life that I intend you to live. My words bring to you the life I planned you to live from the foundations of the world. And he says, they are health to all your flesh. You can live in divine health. You can be free from sickness and disease supernaturally by the word of God, as you listen to the word of God. Did you, did you hear that? It says just by listening to God's word, you can get health in your physical body. That is priceless. Let's look at Proverbs 4 verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. That's interesting. It says wisdom is the principal thing. In other words, in order to enter into this kind, kind of life, that God has for us, that God planned for us to live, the first and foremost, most important thing that we need is wisdom. God said, put that number one on your list. 
Put that number one, isn't it? When you go to the shops, what do you do? You prioritize, you list, you have a shopping list. Or you go into the shops. And on the top of your shopping list always is the most important thing. That's what you want to put your money in first. What's most important to you and your family? That's your shopping list. Now God says in your shopping list for life, put wisdom number one. Put the wisdom of God number one. When you wake up in the morning, let your mind turn to wisdom first. Because that's what you need first and foremost before anything else. Don't let your mind go to the problem. Don't let your mind go to the circumstances. Don't let your mind go to the problems you're going to be facing at the office for the day. Don't let your mind go to the problems that you're facing in the, in the, with your kids. Don't let your mind go to the problem that's, uh, uh, that's out there waiting for you. No. Let your mind turn to the wisdom of God first. Let your mind go to God's wisdom. Hence, the Bible says, Wisdom is the principal thing. It's the number one thing. Put it number one on your shopping list. But I want you to see something over and above what I just said. I want you to see something in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Now, I want to look at that word get. That word get means to acquire something legally. In other words, there is legal access to it already. God has already made it possible. There's a covenant legal access which is available to all mankind that was opened by the blood of Jesus. We all have access to the wisdom of God. If you're facing problems, if you're facing circumstances that are beyond your ability to handle and you need supernatural intervention, that supernatural intervention comes through the wisdom of God. And that wisdom is available to you because of the blood of Jesus. And and, and that's why God said, you have access to my wisdom already. The blood of my son shed at the cross gave you access to my wisdom. Get it. Get a hold of it. Call for that wisdom. It will come to you. Jesus shed his precious blood so that whenever you need his wisdom, you can get it. And so he says, get wisdom. Acquire it legally. It's there for you to receive. And 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Christ is made unto us wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Jesus Christ has been made unto us wisdom from God. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Wow, what a scripture. Jesus is our wisdom, is our righteousness, is our sanctification. So we have wisdom. We have legal access to that wisdom. And consequently, we can receive it. We can call for God's wisdom. And it will come to us. Hence Paul began to pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you might know the hope of, our, of your calling. Before then, he says, my God will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Because he knew that we all mankind has access now to the wisdom of God. God's no respecter of persons. If we can start to call for his wisdom, we would have it. We would receive it. He will honor the blood of Jesus and give that wisdom to us. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. According as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's given already. The problem is not on the giving side, not on God's side. The giving side has already been taken care of. God's already stretched forth his hand, his offering to us. The one thing that he will not do is to force it on, force it, force it on us. God never forces himself or anything that he has on anybody. It's the devil that does that. He wants us to willingly, by our own choice, turn to him and say, Heavenly Father, I stretch forth my hand now to receive that which you have for me. 
and is given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Does wisdom pertain to life and godliness? Absolutely. It pertains to life. It's the first requirement for, for life and godliness. And consequently, God has given to us wisdom. Let us call for that wisdom. Let us pray for that wisdom. Let us confess continually. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 20, and I want to end it there. You remember that scripture says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Now, that word get there, very interesting word. It means to acquire legally. It also means to procure something, like going into the market and buying it with your money. But look at it. How do we then procure this wisdom? Proverbs chapter 10, verse 20. The tongue of the righteous is as choice silver. So when he says, get wisdom, the righteous releases the wisdom of God with his tongue. Release the wisdom of God with your tongue on a daily basis. Begin to confess, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus is made unto me wisdom from God. I have divine access to the wisdom of God. Therefore, I release the force of God's wisdom into every area of my life. In my dealings with my fellow man, in my dealings with my family, in my dealings with my finances, I call for the wisdom of God and I release the wisdom of God to flow in all my dealings. For Christ is made unto me wisdom from God. You, You begin to make confessions like that. Pray. Say, Father, I thank you that the eyes of my understanding are enlightened. I know the hope of my calling, the riches of the glory of your inheritance in my life, the exceeding greatness of your power that works on my behalf. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that I'm filled with the knowledge of your will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that I might walk worthily of the Lord, fully pleasing him in every aspect, strengthened with all might according to your glorious ability, unto patience, long-suffering with joyfulness, as I give thanks unto my Father, who has made me able to partake of the inheritance of saints in the realm of light. The righteous, the tongue of the righteous is as choice silver. You release the force of wisdom as you release wisdom in your confession on a daily basis. I pray that the Lord Jesus Christ himself, head of the church, will bless you. And join me for our next broadcast. God bless you richly in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that this message has been a blessing to you. Be sure to join us again for another refreshing episode. For additional information, please visit www.abettercovenant.org or email us at abc at abettercovenant.org.